miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Ahoy, hoy, listeners. It is Friday morning, January the 28th. As you can probably tell, I am doing a show and I am completely congested, so I'm not going to do a whole hell of a lot of talking. I'm going to do another filler show. Listen to this. Listen. You know what the sound of that is? That is... That sound is me inhaling and exhaling and my uvula bouncing back and forth across my tonsils that are swollen and my airway is blocked. I don't have COVID. I've just got some kind of nasty sinus infection that's just really kicked my ass. Fortunately, I do feel like I am uh, moving on from it. I was able to take off work, but I have not going to take off the podcast, but I am going to have a lot of filler for you so that I don't get on your nerves too much with my stuffed up nasty voice. Oh my god, I just spent the whole day in bed watching Westworld on HBO, great show, and uh, also playing The Walking Dead on the Xbox. There's this Walking Dead game that is by Telltale. And it is so funny. And this is this game, I shit you not, is better than the show. And I love the show. But this game, you it's mostly like 75% dialogue. You're constantly interacting with the characters in your group. And the storylines are fantastic. But every time that you talk to someone, you have these long conversations, and everything you do affects what happens in the game later on. And this is a long fucking game. And what you do will decide what, what people live, what people die, who leaves the group, who's on your side. And every time that someone speaks to you, and I don't just mean like a conversation, I mean like every sentence that is spoken to you where they ask a question or your opinion, they you have, the, you have four options. You can agree with them. You can disagree with them. You can be neutral. Or you could give the fourth answer, which is either like something really fucking weird and off the wall or something really aggressive. If one of your group members comes up to you and they say, oh, hey, Joe, uh, what do you think about Larry over there? You can say the positive thing, say, Larry's a great guy. You can say the negative thing. I don't care much for Larry. The neutral thing. I don't really know him too well. Or the fourth option, you can go, well, I think Larry can go fuck himself for all I care. And it's just like out of nowhere, right? And the great thing is, is because, you know, I'm sadistic. It gives you this awesome opportunity to just completely stab everybody in the back. Like every fucking chance you get, you just, you're burning people. Like you, you, you tell someone one thing and then later on you totally fucked them over. You know, they're, I mean, it's just like real life. It's like high school. It's like junior high. Guy says, uh, if I go speak to the leader and tell him about my concerns about this, will you back me up? And you go, yeah, man, this needs to be brought up for the, the good of the group. And then he brings it up and he goes, tell him, Joe. And then I go, 
I don't know what the fuck this dude's talking about. I think that we need to kick his ass out of the group. I've gotten so many of my group members killed because of just fucking turning on them. It's ruthless. It's ruthless. And the game is made in a cartoon style, like a comic book style art. So it's not like computer graphics. It's like watching a comic book come to life. The graphics are just insanely good. A lot of fun. Having a blast. I'm almost through the whole game. And and it's been better than like the last five seasons of Walking Dead. And playing that game got me to thinking because one of the characters says, I would give my left eye for a chicken nugget. And then I got to thinking, you know, when the zombies come to life and we all live in the apocalypse thereafter, chicken nuggets are not going to be a possibility. I mean, this is just something that's only existed for like a hundred years. You have to think, there's like this huge timeline of evolution that came to be for people to have chicken nuggets. Think about it. You go back to man. Man creates fire. Or man learns how to create fire. And then man learns how to cook meat. And then time goes on, man learns to build and to make tools. Then there's the discovery of copper and iron ore. And then there is the invention of steel. And then the industrial revolution. And the invention of oil to gasoline. And then the combustion engine made into a car, which can also power all kinds of things. Electricity was invented all of these things had to happen. Steel, electricity, fire, all had to come together over this span of thousands of years of humans trying to better themselves through technology for someone to finally one day take a fucking machine and put vegetable oil in it and submerge chicken pieces in it for you to have your McNuggets. That's a long timeline. If the zombies come and there's no electricity, like, you're just never going to have a nugget. I'm going to go the rest of my life without ever having a nugget again. That makes me sad. Because if all the electricity were to just stop right now, and no one was making steel, and no one was processing corn into vegetable oil, and no one was processing chicken into chicken nuggets, I don't know where to fucking start. Like, that's a list that I can't complete. I can't even... I, I would not even be able to mark off one of those things. Like, okay, electricity. Well, let's go to the power plant and turn it on. Well, what makes the power plant work? I don't fucking know. Magnets or something? Maybe? Hamsters on wheels? The only way I'm ever going to have a nugget again in the zombie apocalypse is if I find somebody who knows how to, to make a power plant work. Or... I don't know, the Hoover Dam or something. God, I really don't know a fucking thing about electricity. I'll just get some... I'll bust into the HEV, take a shitload of canola oil, and make a campfire, and boil the oil, then get some chicken, free-range, and cover it in chicken bake. Those will be my zombie nuggets. Can you imagine? You know, what would... What, you know, what would we do if we lost everything? Seriously. In the last hundred years, we've been the only people in, in the history of man to have electricity. 
automobiles, heat, air conditioning, cellular phones, satellites, AM, FM radio, GPS, deep fryers, medicine that actually works. Think about that shit. You just go back a hundred, well, you know, 150 years, okay? Just a hundred, that's not even a fraction of 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 time that the fucking planet has existed. Just 150 years. You were born in this time. 150 years ago, there was none of that. None of it existed. Not a fucking, there was, right now, there's shit buzzing around your head. The streaming services and internet and Wi-Fi and cellular phones and radio signals and microwaves and fucking antenna coming in through the television and, and all kinds of data processing through every fucking thing. There's like 16 fucking things processing data right within six feet of me right now. There's electricity being pumped into my house, fueling tons of lights, security cameras, which are also feeding off the internet. There's gas being pumped through pipes underneath my house, into my house to heat it, to heat the water. And 150 years ago, none of this existed. Complete fucking silence. Now think about how much of mankind we learned about in school that all of them did without. I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't do it. I couldn't fucking do it. Like, you take away my air conditioning, that's it, game over. I don't want to live. A world without air conditioning is not a world I ever want to live in. I can do without a phone. I don't like not being able to talk to people, but I grew up in the 80s. Back when we had a fucking phone that was, you know, screwed into the wall on a 100-foot fucking cable extension so that I could, like, run up the stairs with it and close my door to my bedroom and talk on the phone. I grew up in a time when you had to leave a message. You you called someone. You had to call someone and you would hope that they were going to be there. And they never were. But you had to hope they were going to be there, leave a message, and then hope when they called you back, you were at your fucking phone that did not move. You think people play fucking phone tag now? Well, you can't play phone tag now. See, the phone tag is when you call someone, you miss them, they call you back, they miss you, and you do that like a million fucking times. Before texting was free, and yes, kids, listen to me, texting used to not be free. It used to cost you like a nickel a fucking text. It was a scam. It was bullshit that all the cell phone companies knew they could get away with for as long as they could get away with it until people started going, hey, fuck this shit. Cell phone companies used to absolutely rape us in the butthole with the whole 200 anytime minutes and nights and weekends. You get your cell phone and somebody call you and you try and keep that shit under a minute. Yeah, uh, all right, what's up, bro? Yeah, okay, listen, okay, uh, yeah, that's like 30 seconds, man. I've got to hang up now. It's my anytime minutes, my anytime minutes. Then you go over your anytime minutes, it's like a fucking quarter a minute. And see, this was long before prepaid phones. Prepaid phones, were, that's like no fucking way. You had a phone where you were billed, and if you went over your anytime minutes, there was no warning. They didn't call you, they didn't text you, they didn't say, careful, you gotta go over your anytime minutes. Then you go, oh, 
Thanks, Verizon. Thanks for the heads up. Let me tell you a little story. I went to Los Angeles. I went out to work in Los Angeles and Anaheim like 15 years ago. I was doing a hockey tournament out there. And I was paid to be the announcer at this huge hockey tournament out in Anaheim. I'd never been to Los Angeles in my life. Never been to California. And I had never had a cell phone. This was my first one. Verizon. And I had just started dating my... Would eventually be my wife. Uh, the devil. I wouldn't fly. I don't fly. You will never get me on an airplane. Absolutely fucking not. I'm like John Madden about that shit. Like, he takes a bus fucking everywhere. I took the bus fucking everywhere. One day I'll have to tell you guys the story about the bus ride from Houston, Texas through Los Angeles. Because it was 28 fucking hours long. And you better believe I got stories to tell. But anyway, I had just met Satan. My soon-to-wed-me later on in that year the devil woman. So we were still in that cuddly, love you, can't be without you, fucking mode. So we talked, like the whole trip. And that's another thing that got me. Fucking roaming, I can't even say it, my nose is so stuffed up. Roaming, R-O-A-M-I-N-G, roaming. If you got too far away from where you lived, you know, if I got a mile outside of Harris County, Texas, then all of a sudden, even my anytime minutes were fucking racking up charges of anywhere from 15 to 50 cents a fucking minute. But see, when I signed up for my phone, they just get, they just, yeah, hey, thanks for, thanks for your business, Joe. Here's a phone, and fuck you. And here I am, this chump with a brand new cell phone and a contract with Verizon, and I get on a bus. A fucking full bus that's going to go through El Paso and Phoenix, Albuquerque, to Los Angeles. It picked up every fucking weirdo in the world on the way. Every drug addict, every criminal, tons of illegals. Of course I was going to use my phone to talk to my girlfriend the whole time. Of course I was. By the time... That week of me working in Anaheim was done. I had not used my cell phone at all when I was in California. I used the hotel's phone. By the time I got back and got my bill just from the trip there and the trip back, I was into Verizon $600. $600. And I had only had the phone like a week. On an outrageously priced, like, $90 plan for 100 anytime minutes. Fuck you. How can you only talk for 100 minutes in a month? Are you fucking nuts? What kind of conversation, what, what kind of psychopath has conversations that only last one to two minutes? I mean, just the initial hello and how are you and all that, and that eats up 30 seconds right there. I mean, you know you got dipshits calling you that are like, Oh, uh, so like, uh, oh, what did I call? Uh, so, yeah, how are you? And then you gotta be the asshole, right? You gotta go, 
You eat up my fucking any time minutes. I just used to not answer my after that shit. I just never answered my phone again, like ever, ever. The whole week would go by, and I just check all the voicemails. It'd be like a hundred. So anyway, <laughs> cycling back around. Yeah, I couldn't do without all this stuff. Zombie apocalypse comes. No fucking way. I can't do without phones. I can't do without. I mean, I'm like, I'm so awful with directions. Even if they're written down step by step, I always fuck them up. I got friends that are like, well, you go north on. I'm like, no, 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 no. There is no going north. There's no fucking north or east or west. You're going to go east on 610 and then you're going to go north on 75. No, fuck that shit. There's no east, west, north, south. There's, you see that McDonald's and then you fucking exit. Then you drive down about three blocks and you take a right at the Dairy Queen. Those are directions that will get me somewhere. Fucking go north. Go north. Fuck off. So yeah, phones. <laughs> phones, man. You just don't know. Somebody give you their phone number, you write it down on a little piece of paper, stuff it in your pocket. You get home and you'd be like pulling it out, holding the phone to your shoulder. Between your head and your shoulder, try to uncrumple the piece of paper so you can dial some fucking chicken hands number that you just got at the dollar movie theater. Like, yo, I'm gonna rig this bitch up. Then her dad answers. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, hi, is Lauren there? I ask who's calling. Uh, well, you don't know me. My name is Joey. And um, Lauren told me to, to, to call her sometime. And what is this pertaining to? Like, fuck off, man. Fucking parents. I'm trying to put my tongue in her ass. If you just put her on the phone, we can make steps towards getting that accomplished. All right, let's take a quick commercial break so I can rest my voice. We'll be right back. is he thinking about? I'm thinking of you, girl. Why doesn't he want to spend time with me? I do. Why don't you just talk to me? Sometimes words just aren't enough. That's where we come in. At Flowers For Her, you can shut that bitch up with roses. Flowers For Her. Flowers For Her, proud sponsor of the National Organization for Women. Do you ever feel unhappy? Do you have days when you just can't find the energy to deal with life? Well, introducing Fuck It All, a new prescription medication from Pfizer. With Fuck It All, you can wake up feeling your best and ready to take on the world with just one simple pill a day. Fuck It All is meant for adults only, not to be taken with cheese. Side effects may include allergies, sneezing, coughing, hallucinations, bleeding from the eyes, rectal bleeding, vaginal bleeding, vaginal coughing, rectal coughing, rectal sneezing, intestinal shutdown, vomiting blood, and itching. It's a new day, and it's a new you. Fuck it all, because you deserve to have a fuck yeah kind of day. Okay, so welcome back to Fat Guy Loves Cake. 
I'm sorry, I didn't even announce myself at the beginning of the show. What am I doing? Uh, this is Fat Guy Loves Cake. It's a podcast. I'm Joey. And I'm so happy to have you here listening to me as I force a show out of myself with the with sinuses that feel like my head is caving in. So, wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Let's power through this, baby. Your fat guy loves cake affirmation of the day. Even when I'm sick, I still love you. No matter what, listener, you're special to me. And I do this because of you. You're what's important to me. Argentina and Peru, hola. So I thought of another funny jail story that I thought I would share with you. I don't know why I had forgotten about it, but this is a pretty funny one. See, in jail, they don't want you to have sex. For some reason. And they do things to... I'm sorry. This is not a problem with the men. In county jail, men, this is not a thing. Okay? But in the county jail, dudes were just dudes. And even the dudes that were gay in county jail, it's not not like the fucking prison movies, okay? You know, you're not, like, swarmed by every gay man and they, like, corner you and they're all like, you're gonna give up your cornhole or else. It's not like that. If any kind of gay shit goes on in jail, unless you're in prison, if any kind of gay shit goes on in jail, for the record, it is consensual. But see, they don't have a problem with that shit with dudes. Believe it or not, the big problem in county jail with homosexual lovemaking is with the broads. It's with the chicks, the chicas, the hoes, the dames. So, I was talking to this guard, and he was telling me all these stories, you know, about confiscating things like fashioning soap into a phallic shape for women to, you know what, with using all kinds of ingenious things to make penis-like stuff for women to masturbate with in county jail. And one of those things was sausage. Once a week, they served us these brats. They were two, like, seven-inch, pretty pretty well-rounded brats. Pretty fucking penis-y. <laughs> and uh, for the women, they chopped them into pieces before they served them their trays so that the women could use them in a sexual way. I hate even talking about it. It's so repulsive. But this is a true story. And everybody knew that but me. Like every, like all the, uh, you know, the, like, they're veterans of jail time, you know. I mean, I've been, I've been in jail a lot, but they're all, like, for one night, stupid traffic shit. But I did my hard time, you know, for that suspended license. I learned a thing or two. I learned some pretty cool shit, man. I learned how to make a fucking burrito out of ramen noodles. I also learned that while it's funny to fart, you're going to sit in it for, like, an hour. So this guard tells me, he explains to me that the trays for the women, the sausages are cut up into like one inch, you know, like how you do with a hot dog and macaroni and cheese or whatever you add them to, you know, and the men's are served like regular wieners. And so one day they served lunch, sausage, 
everybody gets their tray, and I'm last. Like I just because I just got up last, and I go to the window and I get my tray, and I go back and I sit down at my table at my spot with my guys. And I look down at my tray, and my sausage is cut up. And I look at everybody else's sausage, and they're not cut up. And everybody looks at their sausage, looks at my sausage, and the whole place just starts fucking dying laughing. Because everybody's got their sausage intact, except for Joey. And I never heard the fucking end of that. But you know, they're just trying to keep you from putting it in your butt. Sausage in the butt. Joey's going to put sausage in the Got to cut up the sausage. You know, Joey's going to stick it in his ass. Just like one day in jail of hearing sausage in your ass jokes is an eternity. I mean, yeah, it was all in good fun. But eventually it's it's like, hey, Joe. And you go, yeah, I know. There's a sausage in my ass. Yeah, I got it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, let's move the fuck on from the sausage. That was the good-natured ribbing you can expect when you go to county. I highly endorse going to county jail for a good, long, extended stay and really having some fun on the taxpayer's nickel, which is you, John Q. Public Taxpayer Person. You know when you get your paychecks and they're missing a little bit of money? That's what the fuck you're paying for, a little bit, sort of. Well, I think... uh I think the show went really well. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope my stuffy nose, my sniffles didn't bother anybody too much. I will have the whole weekend to get better. Hopefully I'll be back to my smooth, noble self. Come Monday morning. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. And since it's Friday, I'm going to wrap things up with the undisputed rap champions of H-Town, Houston, Texas. No, I'm not talking about the uh, undisputed king of the parking lot, Mr. Paul Wall. No, I'm not talking about Mike Jones. I'm not talking about Chameleon Air. I'm talking about the fucking Ghetto Boys. This song, still, if you have a bass-ish E system in your car... I suggest turning that shit up pretty loud and cranking this motherfucker because we about to get gangster up in here because it's die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, steal. I'll see y'all Monday.
I think it's something in the water, man. It's got me in the water. Oh, fuck. Chuck's on a killing spree again. We're guillotine for men. I walk around town with a frown on my face. Fuck the whole world. Gonna catch a murder case. Gonna murder the right. Make it crease if you're caught up in the world while it's dying. I guarantee you fry Cause I am the verge of knocking motherfuckers out for no reason. Once I get down, I'll be no breathing. It seems with motherfuckers want to calm down. Put his palm down. Seems like I still lay the law down. Now it's all about what you want to do. I'm asking you. Stuck to face. I'll break your ass in two. Fast as you. Now the swim is some fucking hot talk. Before you fuck with Willie D. Cause what I got for. Your ass will make you shit your meal. Cause it's dying. Shit don't stop until I say it's over with, motherfucker. Okay? This is Ghetto Boys for Life.